Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's time for the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church where you get to hear the pastors talk about the upcoming preaching texts. It is an absolute joy to be with all of you today. And I am, as always, Pastor Eric Sevig. And today I am here with... Pastor Kevin. And Hans Vigisa. It's all guys today. It is. It's yeah, all. Right. <laughs> well, you know, we, we said an extra prayer for God's help today. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, last week we had the wonderful choir Sunday up at the hill, that looked pretty location. And we record this in the morning. So I feel like I could be a double bass right now. I mean, just it's nice. early. We're still going, mm-hmm. but we got some good ideas. We're excited yes. to be able to share with oh, you. Oh boy, so. we have an amazing reading to go over today. As you guys all are well aware at this point, we are working our way through a special series on the book of Romans. It is uh, for faith or through faith for faith. And man, it's been heavy theology. It's fun. It's a fun refresher. Uh, um, for those who are familiar with with this Pauline theology that is so central to our Lutheran uh, denomination, our Lutheran theology and and history and and proclamation, but uh, if you're new to it, it's probably been pretty heavy. Uh, we've had a lot of theological terms. I guess I would say today, although it's theological, um, it's going to be very interesting to hear about baptism and what that means for us. What what God has done for us. Um, what what our baptism means. So um, I guess we'll jump in. And um, I think maybe the first thing is we were just kind of talking about some songs that were kind of going through our minds because, um, yeah, this theology and, and this particular, these verses today have inspired so much of things that we sing and proclaim in worship. Do you guys uh, want to say anything about those songs you were thinking of? Yeah, I don't remember the name of the one I was thinking of, but it's the the the, the hook or the the lick is "I'm no longer a slave to sin, I am yes. a child of God," and that just kind of resonated with me as I was reading this text. Like, oh man, and I and I totally blanking on who does it, and I'm sure it's Hillsong or Bethel. But or, now we or, have it stuck in our yeah, heads, or Ray yeah. Collins or someone like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just had that song kind of resonate in my brain when mm-hmm. I was reading the text. Yep, it's so striking because. I always have to pull back when I open up something like this and remind myself, this is a letter, right? And um, the other day I was checking the mailbox and, and it's mostly a stack of bills that comes now. Did you get a letter from Paul? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, actually, well, kind of. I guess you could call it the Bible. But it was just really striking that, again, we did actually have a handwritten note in there. Mm-hmm. And that hits differently, right? When you read, when you get a letter like that, that hits different. And I wonder, too, if it's the Paul's letters are different than the Gospels. Mm-hmm. The Gospels illustrate and they tell the story of Jesus and his whole journey in life, death, and resurrection. But the letters, they offer something a little bit different. And sometimes they hit differently. If you remember that, that it is a letter. This is meant to be almost read out loud. It was, I mean, you know, reading out loud to a community. Um, and it's so striking because now I have, I'm a child of God in my head too. Thanks, Hans. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Exactly. Are you, are you, are you both covers? No. I oh, am. Okay. Go Gusties. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Um, <laughs> um, and I don't remember if he was there, Eric, when you were there, but um, there's a campus pastor. I think it's Carl Lee. I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, Carl but Lee. He would always talk about, so, yeah. you go to your mailbox you get excited for the mail you pull out, and then you look and go, oh, it's a letter with a window. Yeah. And you know what that window is. It's a bill or it's a right. statement. But a letter without a window is that personal 
uh, written letter for you, and that's the one you're excited about. So I just I had a flashback to Carly the yeah. first day of, of freshman <laughs> orientation when he talks about letters with windows and letters without, and how valuable those letters without windows are. Mm-hmm. Yes, and when you say that when you get a, a letter without a window, it's for you, that's uh, always a very important thing for us as Lutherans and as Christians as we read the, the letters in the Bible, that everything that has happened was for you. God would have done what he did to save the world if it were only just for you. That's how, how, important, it is, how important you are to God. Um, so you should never doubt that it, this is for you. If you're hearing our voice, this is for you. Speaking of uh, hearing, we should probably read the text. And I'm leading, but I forgot to ask someone. Does anyone have it ready? Would you like I got to read you. our verses? Thank you. I got you. So this is Romans chapter 6. And it's interesting. Well, we'll get into it. But there's already like questions. He's like asking me questions. Okay. Right, right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. What then are we to say? Should we continue in sin in order that grace may abound? By no means. How how can we who died to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him, so that we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever is, has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord, and I need to take a breath. Okay. Amen. Uh, yes, and we're reading Romans 6 uh, today, 1 through 14. So I forgot to also mention that if you wanted to to uh, rewind and go back and follow along with us. But, uh, Kevin, you mentioned uh, starting right off with questions. What about that question, guys? Mm-hmm. What are we to say? Should we continue in sin in order that grace may abound? That's kind of a provocative question in our Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, sin is just way more fun. I mean, <laughs> if we're honest, right? <laughs> and it's like, well, do we have to, is there like a stopping of sin now that we've become a follower of Jesus, right? Is there yeah. a new life that we're having? Right. Because part of what I think Paul is trying to illustrate too is that there was two you know, main groups of people in the Roman church. There was the, the Gentiles and then the folks who were really a part of the Jewish covenant tradition, right? Two different groups. And Paul is making the most absurd claim that, well, now y'all can be in the building together and you, mm-hmm. you're going to be together as one one big happy family. And people are like, no, <laughs> like this is going to be hard right. to, to put all of that together. And so I appreciate that he asks a question as opposed to just saying, this is it. You have to do this. He's actually trying to get people thinking and I appreciate that yeah well I think if you go back chapter 5 I think this question has a genesis in chapter 5 where at the end of that chapter it talks about should we sin more 
so that grace abounds more. Right. You know, like if one is one is good, two is better. If I see one donut, which is delicious, four donuts are going to even better. <laughs> and so I get the sense that this is a question that Paul has addressed over and over and over again <laughs> as he's talking about sin and talking about grace and and the difference between the two. And I think chapter 5 also has a little bit of this idea of, of sin is is related to the old Adam and grace is related to Christ and that connection. So yeah. I, I think part of part of this question is people are asking, well, if sin is yeah. if grace is such a great thing, we should just keep sinning. Right. So that it enters the world and just takes it over. Right. And Paul, as we move on through chapter six, says, No, that's not what I'm talking about at all. Right. This is something completely different. Right. So, that's the logic playing out. Like the human logic is, well, if uh, grace comes to cover our sin, then the more sin, the more grace. Right. And he's, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. This is the, and maybe we've even received that question. If you've ever preached the gospel and somebody truly hears it, and then the, how can this be? It sounds, you know, too good. So uh, that's the logical following. But then Paul goes on to explain, no, that's not what we're talking about. And I think, Kevin, you were saying, as we were discussing this before, that this is about a new life. Mm-hmm. So that, old old sinful life has actually come to an end mm-hmm. um so maybe we should talk more about baptism at this book you know that's probably the most important part of our reading today mm-hmm. so where does ba- how does baptism play into this well verse three it kind of picks it up you know do you know do you know that all of us who have been baptized into christ jesus were baptized into his death and yeah, I don't think what that's, are we talking about? I know. It's like that doesn't seem like that's usually what people think of. They're like, oh, baptism is about good stuff and new yes, things. babies. And, and not death. Yeah. Right. Right. You don't associate that, I think, on Sunday morning naturally when you see uh, a family all dressed up and the pastor splashing water on a beautiful little baby. You know, how, what, what do you mean death? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what Paul is explaining, is that uh, we, in, in baptism, uh, we, are, we are united to Christ's death. And, and, in fact, you were also saying this is straight out of our funeral liturgy. That's right. This, is, this, this piece of scripture here that goes through verse um, 5 really is the center point of the, and the beginning of the whole funeral liturgy that we have in this church. And it's such a, a powerful statement to say that they're, that we're connected to something so much bigger than ourselves. And I feel like that's maybe the the bit, and Hans, I'm curious what you would say about this too, about the, the whole connection piece that baptism offers us. Because did you guys hear this? The Surgeon General comes out with like a warning. Surgeon General just came out with this new warning and, and he says the biggest epidemic that's facing us as a nation is loneliness. Really? That, yeah. uh, right? And yeah. I'm just like, wait a minute. No, I was going to say, don't smoke, don't right. do drugs, right. like stay away from the donuts. I don't know what, but he comes out and says loneliness is the epidemic. What is it, do you think about the connection between baptism and loneliness that yeah. maybe we're experiencing right now? Well, interesting you say that. So he was on, and I'm forgetting his name, but he was on a podcast, Unsolicited Plug, of On Being, Chris Tippett, which yeah. is done here in the cities. And that was what, the, and they just this was two weeks ago. I didn't listen to it. My wife did, and she said it was one of the best podcasts you heard. Really, so, really. Um, okay. Quick plug for yeah. and Chris Tippett. Uh, that's a great question because I think um, when you think of baptism, when you think of connection, um, like we talk about in that baptismal service, like we are now all brothers and sisters in Christ. 
So there's, a, I think there's an element here of not only an individual, God, or Paul speaking to the individual that you have a new life in Christ or that uh, you're dead to sin, but it's also a, a community thing, right? It's a corporal thing. Like it's many of us together that are experiencing this new life, not just you, Pastor Eric, but we, the four of us that are in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a powerful statement because it also means now we get to be accountable to each other. We get to look out for each other. Hmm. I mean, when I when I teach the Ten Commandments, I like to flip them and say, these are not statements about don't. These are statements about do. Yeah. And so when you talk about um, murdering, not do not murder, well, how do I bring life to my neighbor then? How do I build them up yes. so that they live life to the fullest? Right. And I think that is part of the statement or part of this the, what Paul is saying um, it, is that we have all died to sin. We experience, we should be experiencing this transformation in this new life and do it together. Don't do it as one individual, yes. but do it together as community, whether that's a church, whether that's your family, whether that's your uh, all your in-laws and outlaws that live down the holler. Do it together. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yes. I love the sense of taking the Ten Commandments and kind of flipping them around like mm-hmm. that because I think people oftentimes, you know, equate then that whatever Paul is trying to say, and he's very law heavy. He mm-hmm. wants, he puts a 10 commandments, that's law. But at the end of the day, we don't find life in law. We don't find life in the shoulds and haven'ts and can'ts and stops, mm-hmm. right? The life is found in the way that we love and try to t- take the teachings of Jesus into our own hearts and lives and, and live that out with the care that we have for our neighbors. So I appreciate that, yeah. flipping that around. Well, it's, I mean, it's very Lutheran, I think. It's, you know, Freeman Christian, Martin Luther's uh, mm-hmm. uh, treatise about, um, yeah, we're we're free to everyone, but we're also slave to everyone. I mean, it's yes. accountability. It's it's uh, looking out for each other. It's taking care of each other. Yes, um, it's yeah. sharing what we have together. Absolutely. Well, well said. This is this is what. Um, thank you guys for for shining a light on what I think that this reading is all about today. Is that we have Paul's reminding us that we have been in our baptism. We have died to sin and death. That is the that the power of sin and death no longer has dominion over us, but we have by, it's been replaced with being members of the, the family of God uh, through Christ, that we are part of the kingdom of God already now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are, yeah, we've been, and because of that, we have been made slaves to our, to our neighbors, servants, you might say. Uh, we are, we are a, a small Christ for our neighbors because of the fact that we were um, united to Christ's death and new life in our baptism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, too, um, I know that Hans has some teammates that he had, some adult leaders who are helping on Wednesday nights with the youth who are walking through the valley of the shadow of death right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just such a great reminder that there, that there is something more deeply connecting us um, because what I, what I see often what happens is we as Easter can have lots of community partners and do lots of good things in the community, but miss the fact that Jesus is the reason why we do these things. Yes. <laughs> and that that's at the heart of yeah. why we do this. It's because of these words here in Romans 6 that say, because we have new life, we get to, right? We don't have to, we get to yeah. um, be a part of caring for our neighbors in some pretty spectacular and powerful mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I guess 
well, two words that came to my mind for today that I think we're talking around, but maybe just to lift up our declaration and dominion. Uh, that the declaration part is that this is not something that we are doing. This was done to us. That's the beauty of baptism, of baptizing a baby, is they bring nothing to their baptism. None of us bring anything to this. This is all a reminder that God has done this for you, and it's a declaration. All of these things are, are promises. Um, we're just lifting up again what God has promised to you, and that um, you do belong to the kingdom of heaven. You know, um, Jesus says in the gospel of John that he's gone and prepared a place for you and he will come again to take you to where he is. Mm -hmm. Um, You both, you do belong to the kingdom. So we're living it now and we're what, you know, we still, we're still going to sin. You know, it's not that we um, are now perfect. It's that we are reminded that this has happened to us. We have died to the power of sin and death and been reborn and that will be fully accomplished when we are finally free from this side of life. But um, so uh, that's the dominion, which I just wanted to read uh, some words from Luther from the small catechism in as he discusses holy baptism. At one point, uh, the question is, what does baptism mean for daily living? It means that our sinful self with all its evil deeds and desires should be drowned through daily repentance and that day after day a new self should arise to live with God in righteousness and purity forever. Hmm. And that's that's the truth. That That is what our life looks like. Yeah, I, I think that's what Paul is, you know, the point he's trying to get at is, you're dead to sin and you experience a new life in Christ. Christ's death brings life. And you quoted John. I love the phrase where I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. Yeah. And what does that look like? What does that yes. mean? And, and the fact that we get to experience that now. We yes. don't have to wait. Yes. Um, so that new, and I also think that this is just an awesome like Easter text. Yeah. I mean, this, not only Easter the, the event, but Easter the church. Like, this is what we can be about as a body of Christ, is helping people experience newness of life, helping experience the God of life, the mm-hmm. Christ of life, and the community of life. And yeah. what does that look like? Yes. How might we live that out? Because um, we're no longer yeah. to sin. Absolutely. And it's funny because sometimes I think that word, like, sin... Right now, that has so much cultural baggage to it that a lot of people are like, I don't really know what to do with that word. Like, right. I hear it. I'm going to put it on a shelf over here because I really don't know what to deal with it. And I don't want to confront it either. No. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and yet, there's something to be said about uh, the way that dead ends happen in our lives. Mm-hmm. Think about students that we work with, the adults that we come across, it doesn't matter the age spectrum, right? Everybody has come to a dead end of some kind that it feels impossible to navigate. How do we get through it? Mm -hmm. And I think some of that is some of our own choosing and some of that stuff happens to us in either way, whether it's part of a larger system of injustice or if it's part of our own choosing, (laughs) there's still a sense, right, that we need someone to help us out beyond that. And it can't be us. That's the thing. That's why I need someone else to say, you are forgiven. Because I wouldn't believe it for myself if I was like, well, good, you're off the hook, Kev. And like, no, that's that, that doesn't work. Yeah. Right. And I think also to expand on that, also to, for someone to say, not only are you forgiven, but you are worthy of forgiveness. Ooh. And you are yeah. worthy of love. Because I don't think, like, I think of, of some of the people that I get to work with, 
um, I don't think they always feel that. Mm-hmm. Like, am I really worthy of love? Yep. Mm-hmm. And 100% you are. Yes. Um, you know, I, I love the phrase of God meets you exactly where you are. Yeah. But I like the addendum to that. But, he, but God loves you too much to leave you there. Mm-hmm. And so now you're experiencing this newness of life. You're experiencing this transformation of your, drop the baggage of old Adam. Drop the baggage of your old self and live in this newness, live yes. in this fullness, live in this new creation that, that not only are you welcome to, but you get to be a part of and help in the ongoing redemption and transformation of the world. And that is, it's beautiful to think about, it's scary to think about, but uh, it's where I want to live, right? It's yeah. what I want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yeah. You guys Absolutely. preached it. I think we're. I think that settles it. Let's let that be the last word. You are, everyone listening today, just know you are forgiven and free. So uh, go in peace to uh, carry on the work of Christ, which, by the way, uh, brings us to our conclusion as we, uh, to this Carry On cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone. May the road rise on.